It's time for a WeChat workout. WeChat. Go, go, go to the Cliff Central account. Tap connect. Then message to show. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. Cliffcentral.com. Welcome back to the good stuff. Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brent Lindekew, the good news guy. Absolutely love Tuesdays. I get to come and hang out with you guys in studio, uh, spend some time, share good news stories, because that's what we're all about. Uh, we trawl the internet every week to uh, find those good social trending stories and talk about them. I think it's important to share the bad news all uh, the good news all the time because we filled with bad news so much bad news out there um we've got an epic show for you today we're chatting to oh give me a sec my mic went a bit funny we're chatting about the good stuff in business and how businesses can do good uh in their communities and use their resources to better their communities we have justin spratt the ceo of quirk coming in i hope you guys are all listening uh, from quirk and you've just given him a round of applause um it's a great marketing and creative agency and he's going to tell us what the company is about and also what sort of good stuff they're doing within their community um we have nikki abbott in studio our very english Good news correspondent. So we always drag in just to uh, raise the stakes of the show and make us sound a little bit more sophisticated. Nick, how are you doing? Good morning. I'm good. Thanks. And you? Jeez, I love having you in studio. It's good to be here. I've yeah. missed it. I feel like it's been a while. It actually hasn't. I know, but it, <laughs> it does feel like a while. It I mean, has. It's been like three weeks. Yeah, well, yeah that's, that's pretty normal though. Like, but that's yeah. a long time. We, we shift around, uh, the co-hosts on the good stuff because there's so much good stuff to share. How you been? How, I mean, there were, there were these long weekends and since you've been here and public Maybe that's holidays. why it seems like longer because there's been so many public holidays and long weekends. March in South Africa is, is pretty messy with public holidays. It's, it's messy for employers, for employees. It's, Great. <laughs> you can like get away with having like three weeks holiday by putting two days leave in. Which you did. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. Clearly. Where did you go? Um, I went to Dillstrom for the weekend for a friend of ours wedding. It was amazing. It was nice. There was no cell phone signal. It was beautiful. I love Dahlstrom. It is pretty. It's a pretty town. We've got some pretty towns um, around Joburg that are not too far that you can just climb in the car and drive through for like two, three, four days. Yeah. I mean, it took us, I think, like two and a half hours to get there, two and a half hours to get back. And it was just nice. Like I say, I mean, we stayed just outside Dolstrom, um, in a, in a little house and there was absolutely zero cell phone signal. No cell phone signal. Absolutely none. In fact, <laughs> my friend that lives in the UK, so she was trying to get hold of me and she actually sent messages. I believe she sent you a message as well. She did. She sent me a message, uh, <laughs> Panicking because she couldn't get a hold of me because I hadn't told her that I was going away for the weekend. Yeah, she thought that there was something wrong. She was like, this is not like Nikki. She always answers my WhatsApps and well, you just didn't. Well, when I spoke to her afterwards, she was like, I kept checking your WhatsApp to see if you'd been online and you hadn't. And the more she checked and the more I hadn't been online, the more she was panicking. So anyway, thanks, Gabs. Yeah, no, she's okay. She's safe. <laughs> I'm alive. She's alive. We have no problem there. Um, and then, I mean, did you have electricity? Did you did you get load shedded in Dolstrom? Not in Dolstrom. No, we were we were good in Dolstrom. It was fine there. I've, it's only when you're in the main city. Yeah, I was gonna say it's only when I've been back here. I have to say, flip, load shedding irritated me last night. It was on last night, and it was pretty bad. It was, I mean, it was prime time from. And it was like a massive like scale of place. So it was, I mean, you couldn't get away from it. No, and so I went to to go buy food, and I was thought, okay, let me go buy a cooked chicken and a stuff, blah blah blah. There wasn't any, so I was like, okay, well, we'll bry. So I literally bought stuff to bry. I stepped out of Woolworths and the lights came on. <laughs> I was like, I could have just. Yeah, I was like, you this. could, yeah, exactly. I could have bought something so much cheaper and simpler to cook that wouldn't have involved me having to bry. Yeah, I was annoyed by load shedding. For once I was like, stay on load shedding. Damn it. Mm. Damn it. Um, yeah, well, we've, I mean, we've been affected with a little bit of load shedding and I'm going to get into that later on in the show just to chat about what, I mean, how do we deal with it? There, there's change one thing and this week my change one thing is about load shedding. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, my, my public holidays were pretty mental. Uh, I went down to Cape Town. Pretty crazy. Um, had a great time. Good restaurants. Had good fun, and uh, and my drink got sparked in between that. So it was it was a really scary experience. Um, I, I've had a lot of messages from people who listen to the show, who who got in touch and sort of they they. 
um, have, have had the same experience. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to be featuring a show. I think it's going to be next week where I'm going to bring in some, some people that it's happened to and also try and dissect it to find some sort of good side to it. It's actually scary how many people it's happened to. Well, just in my circle of friends, um, and it is a big circle, but out of those circle of friends, it's, it's five people that I know that, that have had it ha- happen to them. And one of the things that has come out of it that I've realized is that when they had their drink spikes, I didn't think it was that serious. Yeah. I mean, also, I think when people say, Oh my God, last night I got my drink spiked. You're like, yeah, whatever. You just were really drunk. Yeah. You should have had less tequila. Yeah. Like you don't actually. You don't really think that it actually happens, even though it really does. No, no, no. And, no. and you never think that it would happen to you? Never, never. You're like, no, it's fine. I'll just leave my drink on the table here with my friends. They're watching it for me. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they are not watching it. So no. let's just get, get to grips with that. Yeah, but I will, I will feature that next week. I'm going to do a full show on it. Um, and if you have any stories that you'd like to share, or if you guys want to get involved, you can get in touch on cliffcentral.com. Uh, you can also tweet me at Brent Lindeku. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be featuring that next week. But the, I mean, we're here for the good stuff. So so good stuff this week, Nick. Something that you must be so flippin' excited for. I, I am. I actually cannot wait. Um, I yeah, I, I'm just I, I just can't contain myself. I just can't contain myself. What what is going on? Why are you so excited? <sighs> Pitch Perfect Two comes out in the movies. At the movies, we got some Pitch Perfect Two. Yo, it's a little bit of Pitch Perfect Two. We're excited. I think I, it's going to be a rad wait. movie. It's like just from the trailer that I've seen, it's so flipping funny. Like I was laughing so much just from the trailer that if that's just a portion of it, it's going to be amazing. I actually cannot wait. Well, I was, I mean, I've been asking a couple of people, is it a mainstream big movie? Is that something that we should be excited to go see on the big screen or should we wait for it to come out on box office? I don't know. I think it depends on different people what kind of movies you're into. For me, it's one that I'm going to go to the movies to see. I, I won't be I waiting for that. Like, I think also because it's such a funny film, like the environment of watching it at the movies and everybody like laughing along with everybody, it makes it funny. Do you know when somebody else starts laughing at something, then it makes you laugh. And I think it's definitely a big screen, but I don't think they anticipated it to be as big as what it is. No, it's just turned into this like cult. Yeah. No, I love it. Obsessed. Yeah. I can hear you playing the song on your phone there. That's absolutely <laughs> amazing. Let's switch that off. Um, yeah, so that that's coming up. I'm going to have to, when I go to the movies, I've, I've just, it's day three. Actually, day four. But we're going to call it day three because day four, I may have cheated just a little bit. Um, I've started banting. So Okay, so now I've heard about this. I've heard you mention it. What the is it? What the is banting? It's a new it's a new way of looking at food. Um, it's I, I was... On Saturday, I was out in Nullsprate. I went to a friend's wedding and I was walking through the shopping center and, uh, we, we went like into a CNA to find a, a card, uh, happy wedding, whatever it is. <laughs> and in the top 10, um, b- book section was this big red book and it had a big sticker on it that said book of the year. And, uh, it's called the real meal revolution. And I, I picked it up, not really thinking much about it opened it up like you do you flip through through books and i found the most epic recipes um for dinner for lunch for breakfast like really cool stuff uh chorizo and chicken uh, bake okay so what's the basis of it though that's it the book so the the first i'd say 100 pages is the idea behind um, what they call banting. And basically it is low carb, high fat diet. So you cut out carbs and you just concentrate on, on good meat. So good protein. Um, and, and the world's changed. So at one stage people were saying, no, 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 you've got to cut the fat off your meat. Uh, you've got to have low fat milk, got to do low fat yogurt, low fat feta, low fat cheese. There's all this low fat and diet stuff that came about. What the book basically says is, um, first of all, fat's not bad for you. So, no, so your body needs it. Your body needs it. Secondly, the diet stuff is filled with sugar. Yeah. Like, like to make, to make diet milk taste better, it's filled, filled with sugar. And in diet drinks and stuff like that, they put, the, what's that? Aspartame. Yeah, that's in it. So basically it just says cut out carbs, cut out sugar, cut out processed food and concentrate on good healthy food and good fats. And uh, it's day literally four and um, I'm feeling on top of the world. Yeah, you said this morning that you are more awake you weren't falling asleep at 7 o'clock no, last night? Well, when you get to that during the day at like a 3 o'clock slump, I just didn't have it. It just wasn't there yesterday. Yeah. Feeling on top of the world. So my thing when I go to the movies is no more popcorn. Now, see, I couldn't – I would have to cheat on that. I couldn't compromise because going to the movies and not having popcorn 
that's just wrong. I'm going to try it with Pitch Perfect too. I'm going to take um, a bit of Bultong. I'll take Bultong in with me. Yeah, I suppose that's not as bad, but still, popcorn for me. I'm going to try it out. I'm going to try it out. And again, we're going to do another show on banting. I think it'll be cool. But isn't popcorn like not, it's not bad for you? Well, the whole basis of the banting diet is almost like paleo, I think they call it. Um, eat what your body would have eaten 10,000 10, years ago when you were, when we were all cavemen. Um, no one was popping popcorn. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure that they must have eaten something like what does popcorn made of like it's i know it's a seed corn yeah so they were eating corn so you can eat corn yeah so popcorn is corn you know we're gonna have to look into this that's if someone can help me out i have no idea look at me i'm fighting for the popcorn <laughs> i have no idea talking about going back in time um it was released i think yesterday which is quite funny the sabc have launched a new channel okay it's <sighs> I can't think of what it's called now. It's SABC Encore. That is what it's called. SABC Encore. And they are showing all of their content from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. No way. You wouldn't know, you wouldn't know the shows. No, but, I um, know any of it. They're bringing back Orkney Snorkney, which <laughs> it's a, it's a very funny sort of Afrikaans English show. They're bringing back Benny Bookworm, which is something that we used to watch when we were kids. Is that Benny Bookworm? Yes. Oh my God. Do you, how did you work that out? Because I'm just amazing. Listen to her. She's <laughs> started translating Afrikaans. She's been here. You are now South African. No, not that far. You are yet. South African. <laughs> yes, they, they've launched this new channel. It's on DSTV. Apparently, it launched yesterday. Um, and as as good as the SABC are, they didn't have any program um, layout until five o'clock yesterday as well. So <laughs> awesome. we're, la- we're launching a channel. It's going to have amazing stuff. We're it. not sure what it's going to be yet. Like a lucky packet. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all repeats. It's all the stuff that's sort of stuck in their stock. So if you want to go back to the seventies, <laughs> you can tune into channel whatever it is. I think it's one five four. But DSTV have got some good channels. I mean, I know that I've raved about this a little bit, but I haven't been on the show since they released it. Tell us, Nikki. They've got the ITV channel. What is DSTV. it? What is it? ITV is a channel in the UK. And it shows programs like Emmerdale and Coronation Street. And Emmerdale is based and filmed close to where I am from in the UK. It's amazing. If you want a good a good channel to watch, you just got to watch ITV. Just a little bit of English. Just a little bit of ITV. It's um, awesome. When did it launch? Um, like the 5th of May. And have you been watching every day? Every day. <laughs> every day. Does it feel like you're back at home? I, I do feel a little like when I'm watching Emmerdale, I'm like, mm. <laughs> and, uh, uh, James said to me last night, he was like, well, you're not seriously watching this, are you? I was like, yes, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> so you force your boyfriend to oh, watch Oh, yes, it. we're watching, we're watching ITV. That is so funny. It's, That's so funny. It just reminds me of home. So is it a soap? Is that, is, yeah. is that what Emmerdale is? So it's exactly, you've seen EastEnders. We've had EastEnders here for EastEnders, ages. yeah. Yeah. It's exactly the same thing. Just so, okay, EastEnders is based in London. Emmerdale is based in Yorkshire. And Coronation Street is based in Manchester. Okay, so my question is not even with regards to, to whether it's English or not. You obviously, and I hate the word obvious because nothing in this world is obvious, but you obviously haven't watched it in a while. No, I haven't watched it in like five years. Okay, and, and obviously so, James was watching it with me last night who also hasn't watched it. And he kept saying to me, why are they doing that? Wasn't she married to him before? And I was like, I don't know. I haven't watched it in five years. That's my question. Has the story changed or is it still yeah, the same? Yeah, like it's, it's got a lot of, so like Emmerdale, well, and Coronation Street, I suppose, it's got basically the same characters in it. Like the same people <laughs> are still in it five years later. Of course. But like obviously the story's changed slightly, but it's so easy to pick up. And because it's something that's on every day, it's like it's easy to get back into it quite quickly. Oh, I don't know if I And also I have like a little message with my friends in the UK being like, so Laurel just smacked Marlon. What the is that about? Do they watch it as well? Yeah. No, it's like Emmerdale and it's so in the UK, Emmerdale's on basically every night. Coronation Street is on like three or four times a night and says so EastEnders. So it's like the soapies there for the UK. Ah, Brad, Brad on WeChat says he got rid of DSTV over a year ago. He's never looked back. He refuses to pay 800 rand for crap. Like it is expensive and I do find myself looking through the channels and going, how do I spend so much every month and have however many channels that are on this DSTV and I still cannot find anything that I want to watch. Well, we're excited now because we have the new SABC Encore, which has got, I mean, everything yeah. from the 70s. Well, that must be new to you. Since ITV has come on, I'm, I'm done. I'm sorted. A couple of weeks ago the, uh, on, on Twitter, um, hashtag DSTV must fall started trending. And it was because um, 
because the, the DSTV is so flippin' expensive. And nowadays you can. You can get Netflix. You can get Hulu. I think Netflix costs you $10 a month, which is like 100 bucks, and you get millions of movies with a couple of series. I think the thing with DSTV, or like the problem here with, in this country, is that DSTV is the only... Yeah. Like TV provider, unless yeah. you do internet based. Yeah. So Whereas like, you know, story. in the UK, you've got like Sky, which is the equivalent of DSTV. Then you've got like Virgin TV, you know, like that's um, part of Virgin Mobile. Sky, you know, the Skybox is amazing. I've played yeah. with it. It's yeah, incredible. but it's the same as DSTV. But the point is they've got Virgin Mobile, which does like cable TV. Then you've got other providers as well. So there's competition. So actually they have to keep their prices cheap to make you stay with them. Whereas DSTV, there's no competition. It's do, either DSTV or internet. Do you think that uh, that we'll ever get more? Do you think that we'll get more? I hope so. They are saying that now that, you know, they're laying all these fibers now, the fiber optics now. Mm-hmm. So it'll make it easier because it'll make our internet better here. So we should, there should be more providers coming in through the fiber optics. Amazing. And uh, this is the good stuff. So we're all about the good stuff. Yes. And uh, we have a little something, something from, from our other Nikki from a different universe. <laughs> Nikki here again from The Good Stuff. I'm just here to give you your top five good news stories from around the world for this week. Okay, so starting at number five, we have the circus lion from Brazil. He spent 13 years locked up in a cage and finally he was released into freedom. What a greater feeling for him. At number four, the Joburg couple that managed to quit their job, sold all their belongings and went traveling to regain their creativity. At number three, we have the reusable water bottle. Now, this folds up and you can keep it in your pocket and use it whenever you need to, but it stops people throwing away plastic bottles. And at number two, we have Stephen Colbert, the comedian that shocked all of South Carolina schools by funding every single teacher request for a grant, buying them school books, paying bonuses. Awesome. And at number one, the little girl that made a dying little boy's life happier. He had his final wish to send her to Disneyland to say thank you. See you later, guys. When you said see you later, did you mean like now? Yeah, like later. So like now is later, I guess. Yeah, just saying. And maybe I should have said see you just now. <laughs> see you in a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so those are the good news stories for this week. Uh, we get... I mean, we search the internet high and low to find these things so that we can discuss them because it's important, yo. Yeah, so I think to know that the, the good stuff is going on from around the world, not just here in uh, Bonnie, South Africa. No, and we will be posting all of those uh, good news stories in a bit um, on our Twitter and on our Facebook and all over the place. So you can also see what we're talking about. There's really good stuff. Um, I loved that little, the, the, the number one story about the little girl who... Uh, what is the story? Her best friend. No, no. So she went to school with this little boy and they kind of got to know each other as he got sick. Um, and then he's got a degenerative disease. You said it. Well done. I know. Yeah. I was nervous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she battles with that word. And, um, and basically he can no longer walk, can no longer sit up, can't talk and he's quickly losing his sight. Sure. So he obviously got his final wish. Um, and his wish was to send her because his, well, his mum had basically said that, Every day she would write him a letter, um, you know, just saying, hey, this is what's going on at school. Just, you know, words of happiness to him to make him feel happy and and try and cheer him up every day. And she encouraged her friends to do the same thing to him so he could get, you know, multiple letters each day. And, Amazing. Uh, so the mum thought that it was a nice thing for them to do, to send her. I must just tell you that Travis D. Kruger on Twitter has just said that uh, sneaking a bag of fatty bolt-on into the movies is the best. And it's so much better than popcorn. So I'm totally trying it. Do you know, I'm just I'm just sold on the popcorn thing. But do you know what they've started doing? So um, a friend of mine talked about, apparently it's starting in Joburg here, but I don't know when. But I know that it already started overseas. So they have like movie theatres where there's a restaurant in the movie theatre. So you they've, actually they've go done and that, sit. Yeah. Yeah, they've done that, yeah. That's such a good idea. I would rather go and eat pizza while I watch the movie than I would anything else, to be honest. Yeah, can't have pizza anymore, this guy right over here. Um, Cauliflower pizza? <laughs> in in the cinema, I don't think they're going to make banting. Um, Andicio's does cauliflower pizza now, cauliflower pizza base. 
boom, I'm, I'm in heaven. Yeah. That's amazing. All right, but listen, doing good is good for business, and that's why we're here today. We want to highlight businesses that are doing good things, talk about sort of what's cracking with them and, and how you can get involved. Corporate social, social responsibility, or otherwise as it's known, CSR, is no longer an obligation that corporations feel they need to take on, but has become central to the operations of many of the best companies today. They've coined the phrase conscious capitalism. Which I think is you being conscious with your money. Um, And it does wonders for their own reputations, but more so for the communities around them. There are loads of businesses that we could highlight that are doing incredible things for their communities right now. And some of them off the top of our head are people that we featured on the show before. Have us a great agency. Um, They last year, Mandela Day, instead of going to a charity, because a lot of people do that, like they storm all the charities and sort of hundred different companies come to one charity, which is great, but once a year is not so good. They decided for Mandela Day to change their vegetable, go- their, their, their gardens in and around the offices into vegetable gardens, which yeah, is so, awesome. it's so clever. They've got the garden people there that are looking after the gardens. And now instead of having beautiful flowers, they've got still beautiful bushes, but they're creating food for the communities around them, which is brilliant. I think it's, it's That's a really nice. good way. Like you say, it's constant throughout the year. It's not just everybody piling in on the one day and being like, Oh, because it's this day, we'll do it. Normally we wouldn't bother, but we will today. Agreed. Yeah. So rather do that because it's going throughout the year. Agreed. Draft FCB, who we've also, also featured here. Also, also, because it's that important. (laughs) They are building a 66 hectare South African flag in the Karoo and the Karoo is really hot. It's really sunny. There's not much clouds. It's like, it's a desert. Okay. Um, they're building the 66 hectare flag that you'll be able to see the South African flag from space. Sure. And, um, the flag is going to be made of, uh, plants that are going to assist with oxygenation and all sorts and also solar panels. So in the, That's in the cool. South African flag, those black pieces where it's almost like two little roads that lead off in a Y shape, yeah. those are going to become solar panels that are going to feed electricity to the towns around. That's cool. Around there, which is, I, I think South Africa is alive with opportunity at the moment with renewable energy resources. Look, you're lucky because of the weather. You know, you've got the solar thing kind of works here. And with the load shedding and everything going on, you've got all these companies that are just jumping on board with the opportunity, which I think is important. The other one is Elon Musk from Tesla. He's created this Tesla battery, which is going to revolutionize the way that we absorb energy in South Africa, but, and, and not just for us privileged people that are moaning about the power going off for two to three hours, but really for the people that might not ever have had electricity, that Tesla battery is really going to change their lives. That's cool. And the thing is, I mean, not only one of the problems with load shedding is the fact for like illegal electrical connections. So, do you know, like if you can eliminate that by doing something like this, then it also will help. Escom. Totally. Another company that I want to feature is Oxford, um, the Oxford Dictionaries. They've pledged to give 20,000 dictionaries away to schools that might need them in South Africa. I was watching a video on this yesterday. That's so cool. It is cool. And you can, you can get involved. It's pretty simple. All they want you to do is go over to their website and click. It's that simple. The website is everychild.oxford.co.za and you can pledge schools to get Oxford Dictionaries, which is important. And and the one thing about that video, which I'm going to post as well, is um, you forget how important a dictionary is. Yeah, I mean, the little kid that's talking on the video and he's saying this dictionary isn't just a book of words to him. This is a way to keep him out of trouble. Totally. You know, and, and also it's learning. You know, they the people speak these big words and they don't understand what they are. So they have the opportunity to look it up and see what it means and... We, I think we take it for granted mm. because we've got cell phones, because we have Google, and because maybe we're 30 years old with our vocabulary already set. Um, some people could actually use a dictionary. Yeah. I think we should give people with bad grammar dictionaries. should hand that out. They should just hand them out to everybody. In the bucket load. They Oxford, should have like... Are you listening? They do have a pocket-sized one, but they should have <laughs> like a cell phone-sized one or something. Yeah, I'm sure they do. A dictionary. I'm sure there's an app, actually, yeah. to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going to repost that so you can go click on the link and pledge to, um, to give dictionaries to the schools and the children that need the most. Ten ways that your company can give back. And this is something that I found online. Uh, really simple ways. If you're listening right now and thinking, damn, what does my company do? How am I getting involved? How am I making a difference in my community? Here are ten simple ways that you can, I don't know, write them down. I'll also put it on my blog post and maybe go give it to your boss and tell Tell him, China, this is what we need to do. Sort it out. 
Sort it out. Make a difference. The first one that we have is promote local businesses. It's so simple. So flipping simple. I think it is as well. I mean, the... There's so much stuff that you can get done by local suppliers, not just local suppliers. And I don't mean like fruits and veg and stuff like that. But for example, a client of mine is wanting a gift for for an event that they're doing and they want beaded bracelets. You can find those people that make all the stuff out of the beads on the side of the street, use them and promote them to give them the work. And that, that's exactly what it should be is you, you should be uplifting your community, um, to be assisting that, that if you uplift your community, your community gets uplifted. It doesn't get more simple than that. Yeah. It really doesn't. It's, uh, no, I think that's a great one. No, second one, participate in holiday food drives. There's so many, and right now it's winter, um, there's soup kitchens that you might not even know about that are opening up and that you could go and assist right now as a company. Um, tell your boss, give us Friday off, uh, but let's go, and Nikki's eyes are busy going, yes, off time, we need that. Um, give us Friday off and uh, and let us go and assist at soup kitchens and, 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 and like assist people helping the community. Yeah, I think, but I think also you don't need to necessarily find a soup kitchen to do it i mean look what you did with your rack well the rack last year yeah you could just if you get food while you're driving and there's a homeless person at the side of the road you don't have to necessarily find a soup kitchen to do it totally third here is sponsor youth sports team and there's so many of them out there if you go into any of our locations be it dipsluit um alex uh, and i'm sure there's people within your corporation whose kids are in these sports teams they're looking for simple things soccer boots uh kits cricket bats and what you do as a corporate is you sponsor that team it'll cost you such a little bit of money but it'll be so big for those kids sport is massive massive for education massive for learning teamwork responsibility leadership um to make people good parts of our society i think it's important yeah i think it also you know when they've got the right the nice kit on and the shoes and everything it also gives them a sense of pride as well totally the last one that i'm going to hit on um because I'm going to post this online so you guys can go read it. It's set up a collection jar. We featured the Ark Foundation on Cliff Central, throughout Cliff Central a couple of times. It's those little Noah's Ark boats. I don't know if you've seen them, the yellow ones. Yes, and there's uh, when you go to the movies, they have an advert on there before the movie starts well, as well. In the movies at Monte Casino, there's big um, cardboard like sections where you can actually pull out these boxes. You can get them for free. It's these yellow um, Noah's Ark plastic sort of thingy thingies, and you can get them for free. Pop it into um, your house and all your loose change you stick in there. When it gets full enough, you go find someone who you think could use the extra change and um, you pass it on to them. And it's one of those things, isn't it, where you've got to break it to get it out, the money out. Yeah. Like it doesn't have like a... Um do you know, like a little lid that you take off? To no, the money out, and, which is and, the best thing because then you put it in and it's in there. Hundred percent. And um, and then you just go get another one. Just go and pick up another. Another uh, yellow arc thing. Yeah, I mean, there's everybody's always got change lying around that they don't want to carry in their pockets or in their purse or whatever. Exactly. Uh, you're tuned into the good stuff on Cliff Central. It has been locked away from the eyes of the world. Chained, never to be released. But now, it wants to get out. Stay tuned to Cliff Central weekdays to find out how you can unleash the Jeep Renegade. Find hidden codes and videos posted by Jeep SA and you could win Jeep Renegade prizes. As well as become the person to single-handedly unleash the Jeep Renegade upon the shores of South Africa. Are you renegade enough? I'm a renegade, I just hit the ground running. Visit unleashrenegade.co.za to find out. T's and C's apply. It has been locked away. Loving can hurt. Loving can hurt sometimes. But it's the only thing that I know When it gets hard You know it can get hard sometimes It is the only thing that makes us feel alive We keep this love in a photograph these memories for ourselves Where our eyes are never closing 
Hearts are never broken, and time's forever frozen still. So you can keep me inside the pocket of your ripped jeans, holding me closer till our eyes meet. You won't. Ed Sheeran with his photograph. Um, his music's pretty good. He's he's really done amazing stuff. Nicky is absolutely in love with him. I do love him. He's my number two ginger. Who's your number one, Ginger? Prince Harry. Oh, of course. <laughs> English bird would say so. Um, the show is all about the good stuff, and we love featuring good news stories and uh, individuals and corporates that are doing good stuff. Uh, it's what the show is all about. And today we've roped in Justin Spratt. He's actually just told me, old Spratt, he has been to other shows as well, so I'm ready to boot him out. You know. Do it. He shouldn't be here anyway. No, 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 no. Do you know what? If he's been to other shows, this is just our chance to prove that we're the best show. This we is, hope so. This is true, but you obviously came to your C list before you got to me, right? That's uh, <laughs> what it was. I've actually wanted um, Mark Pilgrim in again, but he couldn't make it. <laughs> Do you know what? We couldn't. We, you don't want to peak too soon, so you know yes. you have to ease yourself in and then yes. get to the best eventually. Yes. Okay. Well, I, I must say it was really hard to to book you to get on the show because you travel mm. a bucket load. Mm. You're all over the place all the time. Yes. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's hectic. I li- live out of a suitcase, but that's that's part of being, you know, I- in a growth business. Totally. Mm. I feel like I'm I'm a bit of a minority here, or maybe a, a good joke. An Australian, an English, <laughs> and a South African all sitting in a room. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, Justin, you're from yeah. Australia originally. Yeah. Uh, were you born there? Yeah. You were born in Australia. When yeah. did you come to South Africa? Uh, it's, um, it's a long story, but the short story is I came here when I was 19. My mother is South African. Yeah. And, um, her and my dad, uh, parted ways and she came back. She's actually from a very big Italian family. She, she's one of 13 kids. Oh, wow. Sure. And 10 of them live in South Africa. So obviously the pullback to South Africa was pretty huge. An Australian Italian. Yes. In the flesh. Yes. Um, and you studied at KwaZulu Natal. Yes. Is where you did. Yeah. Were you living in Durban or did you go down to Durban? Yeah, it was an interesting story. So I was surfing, um, quite a lot then. Yeah. Like I say, 20 kilograms ago. And, um, I was <laughs> meant to go to Durban, but it just so happened that when I went to register, um, there were quite bad riots at the time. And so I had family in Maritzburg and they said, listen, why don't you come enroll in Maritzburg? It's only 40 minutes away. You probably won't go to lectures, so you'll end up being in Durban most of the time. And that's how it transpired. So I was actually surfing. Um, I surfed quite a bit, even though I was, I was based in, in Maritzburg. You make it sound like you're, you're a bit of a loafer, but you did get a degree in economics and finance. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, so you, you're pretty good at studying. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I don't think it's that hard to get one of those degrees, actually. Business finance. I was yeah. going to say, I, I would say you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Perhaps. I guess. Uh, you know what? Actually, the math and the finance thing is, uh, math is actually very easy when you put it um, in revenue, rands and cents and, and building businesses. You'll, you'll find you know, people have a, a block and not be so good at math and then they'll excel in, in financial maths because it's structured around a business. It's practical. Correct. So I you, suppose it's real, whereas normal maths that you do at school, like when exactly. is anyone ever going to use pi and trigonometry? Don't say that. We have kids listening and they're studying right now. So let, let's not... They should be at school. <laughs> they should be at school right now and not listening. <laughs> um, you worked a bit in finance, as I believe, but mm-hmm. now you're the CEO of a massive creative agency. Um, is it a different, is it a different ball game going from finance to creative? Yeah, it's, listen, I, I'm actually, my, my role's just changed to, to uh, MD of Africa. So I'm leading our expansion into the continent, which is why I'm traveling a lot. Our, our CEO is still Rob Stokes, uh, the founder of the business 16 years ago in his dorm room. The name of our business is based on his cat who used to be called Quirk. Um, and originally, <laughs> originally when Rob and I chatted about me joining from Internet Solutions, um, I, uh, was meant to run our software business portfolio. And it just so happened that this this agency he had built took off overnight. So I got there to do one job and ended up being becoming the CEO of the agency, running a business that I knew very little about. But I knew a lot about internet technology and, and how to market there, and I knew how to um, sell a bit of stuff. And so the the role kind of worked out. Um, and and yeah, Robert built this business that was was just flying. So it was actually very easy for me to to kind of take over that for him for 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 a while. What does Quirk do? What is the what is the essence of what the business does? So it's a digital creative agency. Um, 
you know, and, and I sigh a little bit because all of us are kind of positioning ourselves as creative or digital. Everyone's kind of rushing to the center to be a digital creative agency, uh, even the above the lines. Um, so I sigh a little bit because that's everyone's positioning. I think Quirk's difference or point of difference in the market is, is, is we have the, we have the best, digital strategy. So not digital marketing strategy, digital strategy. So we spent a lot of time working with clients on how to transform their business in the digital world. And and that kind of means how do we drive revenue? How do we make money on the internet? And not just necessarily marketing brand, um, but building ecosystems and platforms that translate that brand, that communication into real revenue. So that's, I think that's, that's where Quick's point of difference is. And that's why we've done quite well. The other thing is culture and Rob's really good at culture. Um, we got free peanut butter and toast, um, as much as you can eat. We get sabbaticals every, every three years. Wow. Free uh, peanut uh, sorry, butter and years. toast. Yeah, it's incredible. What, what, I need this. <laughs> what is different at Chaos? Oh, let's, you're right, actually. Let, let's, let's, <laughs> let's be honest. It's exactly the same, yeah? Yeah, but we get honey with ours as well. Ah, score. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, so we've got, uh, yeah, we, I mean, we, we try and, f- we go through a lot of loaves of bread. We got 300 mouths to feed. Wow. Um, on unlimited peanut butter. So, um, and, and we're lucky enough to have, uh, quite a few offices. Although maybe that's not lucky. It's, it's very, very difficult to manage multiple offices. Um, but, but yeah, I think the culture is something that's interesting. I mean, Rob is a leader. Neither Rob or I have a desk, so we hot desk everywhere, and we'll often go into the intern pen. Rob makes himself very available to everybody, so very egalitarian. So you can be 24-year-old out of university in our graduate program sitting with a guy who's who's been one of the pioneers of digital marketing in the country, and, and, and there's a deep sense of humility there. And... Yeah, it just works. I think culture and our strategy are point of difference. So we, we attack things that way and, and we do it with passion. I mean, there's oftentimes we sit at board meetings and turn down big amounts of money, um, you know, because we want to do stuff that's really good. And I mean, we'll talk a little bit about that, I'm sure. Um, and that's, that's one thing that really attracted me to Quirk. It was, um, it was incredible because I, I was working, running an, you know, a couple of businesses at Internet Solutions, wireless and mobile stuff. And then when Rob approached me, I was like, I know nothing about advertising and marketing, literally nothing. Um, but he had this vision and, you know, it, yeah, it was cool. And it all came together. One of the things that I think is important, and you can tell me, I mean, if I'm wrong or right, but the evolution of how business works with, with the way technology, digital, mm. and that's exactly what mm. you guys have done well. Mm. You've evolved to fit whatever's going on at the moment, social media, you know. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's another strength of ours. I think we're quite agile. We can, we can adapt to what the market wants. So I think, you know, maybe a, a decade ago, if you're good at TV, that was your sole proposition and you became unbelievably good at that craft and that worked. I think now you need to be good at multiple things and you really need to be a solutions provider to a client as opposed to a single service provider. And I think Quick does that quite well. You know, we, there's a lot of business guys mixed in with these advertising guys. And I think that collab is, is interesting. As a creative agency, you guys must get to work on really cool stuff. And you did, you did touch on it for a second. Mm. What are some of the cool projects that you have worked on? Yeah, so some of the uh, – listen, we, we're lucky enough to work with Airtel across 17 countries, McDonald's, like some big names. Um, the McDonald's stuff is really cool. The, the um, children's hospital that they've got, it's an untold story. We're going to tell it later on in the year. It's it's about providing accommodation for families of sick children. Um, and it, you, you go there and it, it's it's an incredible story. Um, you know, so we're lucky enough with these big marquee brands. I think some of the stuff that, that we're really proud of, uh, two projects in particular, one is, um, called Le- Legacy, which is basically building the Mandela or the ANC, um, story, um, the freedom fighter story through Lego. So future generations can learn about, um, the new South Africa. Amazing. Yeah. And so we're still petitioning Lego. We're still trying to get in the organization. We want to fly there and give them this petition and say, let's build, um, a Lego, a Le- Lego pieces that tell the story. Uh, and we did that pro bono and we did that with Google. So there was a lot about our people giving back there and, and it, and it did fantastically well. And then recently, um, Fran and Steph, our two leading creatives, uh, embarked on a journey with Orange Babies, which is a Dutch NGO that, that essentially funds HIV medicine for pregnant, uh, women so that this disease, the, the, the sickness doesn't get passed on. And that reduces the rate of transmission down to less than 1%. Wow. 
so it is material. And so we just did a TBC around that and, and Steph actually led the creative process there. And we did that also pro bono. I mean, and that was hundreds of thousands of rands worth of work and an inordinate amount of time that our people spent on weekends and night times getting that done. And, um, and it's, it's got some great accolades. It's, it's a fantastic piece. You get a lump in your throat. It's, it's, yeah, moving. I'd, I'd like to get those from you that, so that I can share them on, our, on sort of Cliff Central's social media sites and we can get That'd people seeing the good work that you're doing. I believe the crux of it that businesses have the resources to do good and, and it, we're in living in a time where it's important to do so. Yeah. It's really important for everybody to get involved and give back. It's not just good for a company's reputation, mm. but for a company's soul. Um, I yeah, think it is. I mean, that is so true. Like we talk about it as marketers. Millennials want to know that the companies that they buy off are doing good. But that's kind of lip service. I've seen it in our company. I've seen our, what we call them the kids because our average age is about 26. Um, I've seen our kids love quirk and love what they do for money way more because they get to do this stuff. And so I've seen living proof of it and it's so moving. It, like, and I implore and I encourage all businesses to do this because, you know, employee morale, there's a, there's a ton of studies. Employee morale is high. When it's high, productivity is off, off the roof. You know, it's, it's, there's a deep pragmatism in it anyway. Totally. What, what advice would you give to, whether it's small, medium or large size businesses about giving back to the community and about doing a little bit more with the resources you have? It's, it's, to me, it's very simple. You can't write a check. It's got to be, I think the trade exchange business model works well. So you give for giving. Um, but the two key ingredients are one, it has to be sponsored by the CEO or the MD. Has to, has to. It can't be outsourced. It has, why, why does it have to be sponsored by the CEO? Because it just works incre- much better. I mean, yeah. if, if you outsource it, then people don't see this as important. And it also doesn't resonate as much for your business. Your, your leader has to believe in this um, because that means something to your employees. The second thing is in getting your employees involved in it. Um, writing a check, you know, it may be tax deductible, but it just does not work. We've seen it. We've written checks. We do most of our stuff getting our guys involved in the community, painting school walls. So now in Cape Town, our lo- the local school, we've cleaned up their yard, which had rocks and needles and stuff. We cleaned it up, painted it. When our people get involved, it's it's just does tremendous things, both to the community, obviously, but also to our business. That's incredible. How do people keep up to date with the business, first of all? And then we'll get into your social media side, your, your personal side. How do people get involved with the company? Uh, quirk.biz is the URL, and we've got a whole bunch of different channels there. We have a, a, a bi-monthly, twice, uh, once every two-week newsletter that goes out to about 25,000 people, marketers around. There's a lot in, into the continent as well. And we got a lot of content there, and we allow our graduates to write for it as well. Um, and, and we also try and involve the community uh, through that. We've also got our social platforms too that are lo- looking to recruit other like-minded people that want to change the world. A hundred percent. And how do people follow you? Because I know you're pretty big. You blog, you've got yeah. Twitter, you, uh, you're all over the social I media I talk space. a lot. I'm not sure it's of any value, but I do talk <laughs> a lot. I'm very opinionated. Uh, yeah, my Twitter handle's my name, Justin Spratt, double T at the end. So it's, well, I always say it's Justin Pratt with an S in the middle. Um, <laughs> it, the Brits love that one. And um, apparently Pratt's a bad thing. Although Chris Pratt is that great actor, right, on Parks and Recreation. He's amazing. He, I love that guy. Yeah. Um, Pratt doesn't mean nice things in the UK, yes, though. Yes, that's why I, sometimes. <laughs> it's memorable. You know, it's like that Australian thing. You're trying to brand yourself, so you say Pratt, and people will remember he's that Pratt. Anyway, so, um, and then I, I, yeah, I do some very occasional blogging on Sandbox Savant where, uh, where it's just me. Um, telling people what I think is the truth, which invariably is not necessarily the truth. And then Instagram, my name as well. Yeah. And yeah, I'm kind of vocal. I, you know, my approach on, on social is about, uh, you know, kind of where technology meets economics. And I really do try and give opinions that are valuable to people in those spaces. Um, and I spend a lot of time with startups too. I, I, I give a lot of my time mentoring startups. So if that is important for me because this country, this continent needs new businesses to fix the, you know, the, 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 the crap of the past. Yeah. And so I spend a lot of time. That's my way to give back, helping to expertise. expertise. Yeah. Um, just quickly, what, what is the biggest social medium at the moment? Cause I know we, we, my stepdaughter went through to America two weeks ago. Um, and she, she went everywhere. Washington, New York, uh, did amazing stuff and did not check in on Facebook once. 
There was, there was no Facebook. So, mm-hmm. so for me, what is, where should, where should I be hanging out? So Facebook's done, um, as far as, Future generations go. Future generations don't want to be where parents and grandparents are. That's very obvious. Snapchat is J-curving. It's cooking. I, I still haven't cracked how that actually works because it, it's actually a marketing channel. It's not just a one-to-one channel, which it's been sold as. You know, people are saying, ah, oh, Facebook's too public. Everyone can see it. So I'm going to do Snapchat. It's a one-to-one relationship. It's actually not. There's big, big media there. And Instagram is already J curve, but you know, it's, it's, it's flying. It's, it's a very, very big channel. Um, very much for creators. But if you look at Instagram in the millennial space, it's about them taking random selfies and sharing them with each other, which is kind of banal and obscure, but there's clearly going to be something there. I haven't worked it out. I haven't worked out Snapchat. Um, Twitter's clearly huge. It's got some financial, um, issues with Wall Street, but it's, it's the influence is outsized and, the challenge with Twitter is we can't measure it. So if you want to be a thought leader, Twitter's the place. If you're a young millennial and you or a brand that wants to get to them, you have to be looking at Snapchat, have a strategy. And Instagram is also a very, very good brand channel. They're going to turn up the advertising there. So those three for me are the big ones right now. Fantastic. If you um, just want to get some advice from Justin, he is his brain. I mean, you could pick it for days. Uh, we just don't have enough time. It's been great having you on the show. I'm going to retweet you your links me. and uh, put them all over the place so people get involved. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. You may call it insane, but you've only lost the night. Preset all your pretty feelings May they comfort you tonight And I'm climbing over something And I'm running through these walls I don't even know if I believe I don't even know if I believe I don't even know if I believe Everything you're trying to say to me. He is just, what an epic man. Um, yeah, I could sit and just chat to him for hours. <laughs> yeah, and, and we will. We'll, I mean, I'm going to throw his name everywhere so that all small companies can get involved and pick his brain. I think he's incredibly intelligent. Um, we'll do a quick good stuff catch up because, uh, the stories that matter, yo. Um, yo. yo. Irwin's Animal Rescue, we do feature them. They're an amazing animal sanctuary in the south of Johannesburg. They are currently going through a closing down. So they're going to be closing down, which is pretty sad. How do you, so do you have to go visit them? Do they have a website that you can go on to see what dogs they have? You can go to Irwin's Animal Rescue Center on Facebook um, to get in touch. I don't know how much longer they have, but they've been trying to um, get the, 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 there are no kill animal shelter. So they refuse to to let any dogs go um, or any dogs die. They would rather give them to forever homes is what they call them. And all they're looking for is for you guys to get through there, pick a dog and bring him back to your place. And, and that'll save him from actually being euthanized in about a month time. They started with uh, about 400 dogs at the beginning of the year. They're sitting on 245 today. Sure. So they've done a great job yeah. thus far. And and you must remember that those dogs, the count um, hasn't ever gone down like that. People don't quickly go and get yeah. a dog. It's not a quick buy. So if you are looking for a pet, if you're looking for a little companion for whatever reason, get down to Irwin's Animal Rescue Center. They need you. It's, and it's where important. exactly are they? You said the south of Joburg. It's in Walkerville, so it's pretty far. Okay. Um, it's pretty far down in Walkerville, but it, again, it's important. But I suppose you, you could go on their Facebook or their webpage, get their contact details, call them, find out what they've got, and then make the journey rather than going there. Totally. Tanya cool. Sequeira is the person to speak to. She will assist you. She'll help you. Um, and who knows? She could get you a best friend. You just don't know. Cool. How rad. Uh, next up, Jenna Lowe, still in hospital. We're waiting for her to get out. Um, she's, I mean, she's, she's, get, she's getting better, but battling. It's a, it's a big thing getting two new lungs. Yeah, but I suppose it's going to be a slow process. At least she's on the mend though. Agreed. And, and we can look forward to her getting better and keeping her in our thoughts and, and hopefully she will get out of hospital soon. Um, the other part, every week I have a segment on the show called Change One Thing Tuesday. Because, again, let's, if you the first time you're tuning into the good stuff with myself, I believe if you change one thing, you have the ability to change everything. It is that simple. Take one thing in your daily life, change the way you look at it, deal with it, see with it, and hopefully it'll waterfall into 
something bigger. And today, that change, one thing, has got to do with load shedding. Yay. You were speaking about load shedding um, in the traffic, yeah? Yeah, well, just load shedding in general. Well, yesterday, so the load shedding was horrible. In the traffic, prime time, I think it was 4 p.m., everything just went doom. Yeah, and it was off until about half past six, seven o'clock, something like that. Yeah, I saw, I was stuck in a little bit of traffic, a little bit annoying, not the greatest sort of place to be in. Um, and I, I could see everybody around me getting really frustrated, really irritated. I looked around and across from the big William Nickel Road, which is like four lanes now, were thousands of people standing, waiting, waiting for, for the taxi. taxi. Yeah. And I thought to myself, yes, I'm stuck in an hour extra long of traffic. But there's someone on the side of the road there that is going to be four to five hours late getting home to their families. Yeah, like at least you're, you're, and you're inside the comfort of your car. You gotta remember during these tough times when the electricity is getting turned off, when, when we're going through this, that everybody's going through exactly the same thing with you. Yeah, you're not the only person that's being affected by it. Totally. So I think when it comes to being in the traffic, and, and it is crazy. Um, in 2015, South Africa has something called load shedding traffic. Have you ever? Yeah. <laughs> in the, in, um, the news, they go, and in load shedding traffic today, you're going to be stuck on William Nickel for around four hours. Um, it is, it's pretty bad. And, and I just, my change one thing is, be a little bit more patient with the person in front of you, with the person behind you, with the person next to you, with the person who's walking in front of your car trying to get to a taxi. Remember that during this load shedding time, we're all in this together. Yeah, maybe try and find a positive way to use the time. I do. I sing. I sing in traffic. <laughs> got my music on. Get groove on. Get my groove on. And that, that's sort of how I roll. Um, you've tuned into the good stuff this week. I love spending time with you. Justin Spratt was amazing. Spratty, I'm going to... Post his stuff on Twitter and Facebook and all over the place. Brad has sent us a message on WeChat again. He's talking about the inverters from Tesla. And he says, yes, but 3000 to $3,500 a battery is hugely expensive. And that's without the solar panels and inverters. Brad, I must tell you that I read an article that um, Elon Musk is looking to, to reduce the prices for South Africa. I think they're going to have to. I think anything like that, everything's becoming more affordable and more accessible. Totally. And and the more people that buy it, the cheaper it will get. So let's all remember that. Um, next, anything that we should sort of concentrate on? We're all good. It's the good stuff. I'm all good. You're all good. All good. You've tuned into the good stuff this week on Cliff Central. It's our favorite show. If you want to pick up any of the other podcasts or any other of the other shows or even catch up, maybe you only tuned in for the last half an hour, you can do so at the website cliffcentral.com. You can also go to iTunes. We're all over iTunes, all of the shows. Next up is The Buzz. We love The Buzz. It's all about the entertainment. Jen Susan today, which uh, we're always excited for. And... um I'm going to leave you with this. We need to stay motivated. We need to inspire each other. We're in this together. And the only way to get through this is together. So a good life is when you assume nothing. Do more. Need less. Smile often. Dream big. Laugh a lot. And realize how flipping blessed you are. That's it. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's the good stuff for this week. Thanks. And only good things. Cliffcentral.com.